They say laughter is the best medicine. Where's your stance on recreation? Ha 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 ha. Thanks for that thought. Thanks for that thought. Appreciate it. Love you. Love you. Love you gathering. What's it all about? And so I just turn them and say, go to the Unitarians and turn left. Now some of you might remember this song from the Missouri <laughs> gathering and please join in. Just a couple of lines. Pump the kids thing, right?
If you know the kind of person I am, and I don't know the kind of person you are, a pattern that others have made may prevail in the world, and following our wrong God home we may miss our star. For there is many a small betrayal in the mind, a shrug that lets the fragile sequence break, sending with shouts the horrible errors of childhood out to storm through the broken dike. And as elephants parade, holding each elephant's tail, but if one wanders, the circus won't find the park. I call it cruel and perhaps the root of all cruelty to know what occurs, but not recognize the fact. And so I appeal to a voice, something shadowy, a remote, important region in all who talk. Though we could fool each other, let us reconsider, for the parade of our mutual lives may be lost in the dark. The messages we give, yes or no or maybe, should be clear. The darkness around us is deep. Burning. 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guest. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a. Let's watch a full-length oh. movie yeah. on YouTube. From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are. Oh, please say my name. No problem. Uh, we are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, there was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to pa Patreon. Or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Oh, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts. You'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Isn't that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud, <laughs> my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, oh, right, Carl. Oh, the from New Jersey, right. Right. Yeah. Well, we are uh, – so that's, I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Super right. strong. So as you can tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing-song-ish uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Oh, what's the movie we're watching this week? This week we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's, but it's, <laughs> Carl. it's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo oh. Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. Once you find it with uh, 
uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selma Oimura. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up with a great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden <laughs> State. Yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo, the other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he, he, he uh, said he was not going to run for president? And we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're that diner. All right, well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Monty. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a, thank you. Everybody sit down. Thank you for standing ovation. Now, we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do, too. I do actually know. I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for many years before the Comedy Cove existed. I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh -huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they they love seeing me. And then a couple years later. Um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant, and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea. You know, one night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Now, we both love that club, and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class, and we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's, and I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's, well, that only lowers the property value, but <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club, um, and we did do a lot of shooting, and, and hopefully, uh, Within the next uh, few months, that project is going to be launched off the ground, and, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and, and other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. Uh, let's see. Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO, and I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, tell me about that. Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show, show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it took place in 1973, which was where the show took place. Um, Bobby Cannavale was the star. Ray Romano was on the show. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many stars. It, if you if you just Google it, you know, vinyl. Uh, it lasted one season, unfortunately, and um, which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting. It's like everything I get on has been canceled, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> I it was the perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be our this will be the charm. This will yeah. be the charm. Life's last lessons, right? Right. Um, 
But yeah, so it was it was fantastic working in that environment with uh, with I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't ah. on on location when we were shooting. Um, but the show was shot in in Brooklyn, New York, and um, it was just a great experience. I, I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's a, I was I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah. uh, the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish I only wish it it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah. You were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there, too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York. So there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He... Fan the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh -huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, More Cop 2. He asked me to be in More Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. that's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he... He was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And you do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And But uh, but I Kevin's very good to, um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny, but I made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's, yeah, oh, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, but actually, to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the 52 minutes, mm -hmm. and you get a check for like 22 bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. So I hear I'm not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals, for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And you know what? It's been. It was released in. I believe you released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from from where you were. So like I, that was a different guy back then. So as much as I want people routine. to watch that, I want them to watch new stuff because I've evolved in my life and I bring my new life into. My act every time. Yes. So let's do that. Let's fast forward to today. The most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called Dry Bar. Dry Bar Comedy. Um, what is the name? Of, what's the name of your Dry Bar Comedy special? So the name of my special is Just Be Happy. Okay. And uh, it's on Dry Bar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Drybar is an app, like I said, you can download it to your phone, you can download it to your device, whatever your device is, um, and 
there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right? M O N T Y Chris Monty C H R I S one word. You use one that word. code. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there, yeah. um, and they're very funny. I've watched, I mean, just since I got involved with Dry Bar, I must have watched about 25 specials of other comedians, and they're and they've been fantastic. And no, they're I 25 hear. minutes each, so it's an easy watch, you know. And one of the good things about Dry Bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop. Like you can. You can drop. You can sign up one month at a time, and then, or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year if you want. But they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the. I, I don't want to give the number. I don't know how how much it is, but yeah, um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's twenty five minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, comedy special was an hour. You know, so guy had an yeah. HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour, and that's fine. That's great. When you're going to sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or, or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife, you know, you watch the hour special. But these are 25-minute specials, so maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah. You can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special, you know? Okay, so it's Dry Bar Comedy. This Dry Bar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word, Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris, M-O-N-T-Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the Internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What, what are your, Chris, your Twitter grams well, and Snapchat? Yeah, well, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is Chris Monty Live, and then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian Writer Actor. So, uh, but if you go to ChrisMontyLive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm-hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's ChrisMontyLive.com. Yes, okay, sir. now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press, press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Scary. Scary lion. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with hippies. You ain't lying. Ah, <sighs> Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband. And she doesn't want to do it. And she doesn't want to have a boy, no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh huh. That's it's what she's. Boy. Oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, what's this, 1950? I guess. Wah, yeah. baby boom. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he, well, <clears throat> yes. It's, it's once again, Shelly Winters resisting. Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he's, she's saying, <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are. So he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe he's six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah, and it's pre-Brady Bunch, and it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, That's Greg. Pokey. That sounds like pokey. Oh, well, all right, let me do my pokey then. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh no. They're, they're being, yeah, no, you need the plastic on it. The dog's going to shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, There's no. Shelly Winters. She, we Mrs. Flatow is furious. That, I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Ooh. Okay. Now, oh, no. Acid, huh? Here he is, like 20, whatever. 29. No, no, like 23 or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? I Not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, you, when you're making acid... It's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, <laughs> sugar cube. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like at the beginning, of the band started. They were in San Francisco with this. They were living in a place that was making acid, and that's all they breathe. They breathe. In the, yeah, like you know, you wake up and you're in a, a house that where they they make acid, and you can just. So they're perpetually tripping? Yeah, basically. Wow. I thought so that's that found dynamite, too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize. I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He had it like is. a bunker. The basement. My, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was it was cool with the acid, but he was not cool with the explosive. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosive is not really. Oh man, is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well, now the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked. His freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't... Now look, he puts <laughs> the in the front, 
but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. Wow, that was... That's dad Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the curb? But the thing is... Oh, oh American yeah, International Picture. The quality. thing is, like, there is no reason for him to... We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like, it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a... We don't really well, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her mother. His mother is domineering and, and smacking him. Wild in the street. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Going to make the first wild in the streets. Wild in the... The sheets joke. Uh -huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Habra. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hell Ride, which he directed, and Quentin Tarantino produced, and had a lot of, like, famous people. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of like anyone whose face looked wrinkly and bicycly, they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end they all get killed, but he no, he gets killed. Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hell ride. I have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah, Hell please. ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun, or, and he a uh, knife, and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That's oh, the way to exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. But my apologies to Barry Marin and Sophia. Well, Lowe. go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland 60s stuff. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year, the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. So maybe my parents went on a date. Right? Saw uh, Wilder in the uh, streets. Yeah. Wilder in the sheets. Well, Nine months later. <laughs> you were born. So, yeah. Listen, they, this is like of the day. Like, there was that whole thing about, like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with its S S S S S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30 and it was only young kids. And there was also Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. Eight more years and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about age because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. Uh, we should in go to the Supreme movie, Court and argue this movie, movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. 
How'd you know? Uh, well, I think you fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Whoa, how are they rolling? What are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never work. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic like yeah uh, you get loop. loose. Uh, that guy's fifteen and he's like got a hundred and eighty six IQ and he's the financial advisor. He turned down like all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer? Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen, uh, which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage is a, a aged woman who gets back massages. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh huh. Conceptually. Now, this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer, and uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only 15, they ask him, when, you know, when do you want to die? And he goes, 30, man. And the thing <laughs> is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess. Right. I, well, I did see that on That's Ironic. One of my favorite shows from the eighties was Skip Severson and John Davidson, and yep. Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams. Now this song is all about uh, people under thirty are fifty three percent of the country. Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty three percent. Have you 50. seen it before? I had the soundtrack. You know this movie. Uh, I've read about this movie a hundred million times and I knew about this movie and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD and finally got on VHS. And yeah, it was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes, Blockbuster's not going to carry it. <laughs> no, you would have, you would have to go to your lost weekend or leather tongue or, you know, uh, uh, Kim's video in New York city and get it. Yep. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spent like four bucks on a shitty movie for the 60s. <laughs> now Shelly Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV. And she's going to freak out that she's, she's going to be a celebrity and they're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem, they seem pretty non about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, uh, the Thigh Master? Susan. The Thigh Master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the Armpit Master. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. 
You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah. The, yeah, so it would be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up. <laughs> Even back then there, people were obsessed by their chin. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly great. a blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why? Okay. Well, cause, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a – it's very strange because when – Youth movies kind of kicked ass in the 60s, like when, yeah. like, Easy Rider, of course, but just, like, a lot of biker crap. There's movies that seem like, you know, older people were, like, making making fun of hippies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Generational things. So I, it's hard to tell where this comes from. Now, this, this director did Across 110th Street. Oh, I love that movie. Carl, yeah. have you seen that? Yeah. It's black exploitation. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also it's classic. I hate to spoil the end. Someone gets shot in the head, and they zoom up. They zoom up to his head getting shot, and goes and freeze frame. I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yafe Koto, right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling, just like me. Yeah. I saw Titanic the other night with uh, Leonardo with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. Head in the middle. And in the middle, the ship's you know, actually, this but does, does it start sinking towards the end in the middle? I mean, like, that's half the movie. No, oh, uh, you mean, yeah, you mean, like, okay, we've sprung a leak, we're going, yeah, we sprung a leak, we're going down. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no way right. we could be saved. You're right, we are sinking. You know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic, we're the Titanic <laughs> of sinking, the Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform well, at the yeah, Her husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a white beater? Um, listen, why do you think I mean you use the term sexually assaulting? Didn't like didn't you say like he he she didn't want to have sex and he was like, uh he was kind but, of going Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, no, I gotcha. the wife is neurotic, and they just got married, okay? I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I oh. mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. If you're going to do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now, you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who looks? Who actually looks like Hal Holbrook, where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor. And, uh, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, oh, he, he was well, young. He was in uh, Wall Street. He was in The Firm. He was deep throat in All the President's Men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry. Uh, yeah. One of the Dirty Harrys. He's like, hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. Do you want to, me and my boys want, right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one. And I thought, I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty Daly. But I think that. He wasn't the guy who was like, I think it was a younger uh, uh, motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in, to join. Yeah. 
Was was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a no, com- he was comrade? Probably the like commissioner. Right. Damn it, Harry! You're dirty. You're, You're dirty. dirty, Harry. You're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, "When do you want to die?" Thirty. Uh oh. Wait, and he and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show. Yeah, and look how he's okay. So Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother. I'm his mother. Back up, back up. I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, they have cash. We are totally sold out. And and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run? Oh, no, he got the tickets. Shelly Winters. She was, uh, she played Polly Shore's mom in, uh, one of the Polly Shore movies. Jury Duty. And his dad was, uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my, uh, research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Um, yeah, she was really good in Lolita. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne's sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Alfie, uh, A Place in the Sun. Wait, Dolly Alfie, what, and Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie. Alfie, is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. We know her. We saw her in uh, A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a uh, a call. Uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I try to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed I go there. It's a girl pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Well, I would hope the music ha- well, I would have to listen to the whole song. But... Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like, we're the 53%, and later it'll be, like, 14 or fight. He wants to lower the voting age to 14. And uh, so they got in, and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited. There's Hook. Oh, yeah. So he's for real, the Hook. You know, he's playing guitar with his Hook? Hey, that doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be the horn person. Well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be Hook. I saw the Hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? I guess, yes. Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting. and She's there's... trying to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Ah, uh-huh. oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. Um, is she like tripping again? Flashback. She was never tripping before. She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid and she didn't believe it was dynamite. 
you have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer is just trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby, by this guy named Robert <laughs> Thom. It was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And, and Robert Thom wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that, you you know, a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad things. You'll see. Right. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right. I won't do it. Hey, this is a – you going up and down a uh, uh, staircase? Up the down staircase. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. Pretty yeah, cool. Well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it's, the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the street. So there's probably going to be more of these shots. Well, no. We're gonna see, yeah. We're no. We're gonna see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like. Well, you know, I recently saw a Purge movie, and they they blacked out, uh, they digitized the faces uh-huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting. So that way, like you can see it in the context that it, the film is trying to push, but it's they're not the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean, like. It acknowledges that these are real people and right. that it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not repurpose no. for the purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy. Oh my God, they're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh, Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be like flipping around and the kid would be ducking. Or he, or he would take his thumb off. Some that somewhere in in Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight because of what you did. <laughs> That's gonna be like two hours into the movie. You're like, whoa, only forty five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So his mom killed the kid. Yeah, and so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, twenty minutes later, kicked out of. Uh, his life. Okay, so every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid, and she's having the experience. You know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at, that she thinks, you know, she's she's soaking it all in. Wow. So is this a... 
What is this kid going to be like part of the movie, or is she yeah. going to get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? No, she, she's she's not going to be hit by a car. What about a bus? Will be she literally be thrown under a bus by her father? No. Why, Senator? Why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and oop, there's the bus. Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. He's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm. Is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his his rally. Now, the, the candidate Albright, Fergus, Fergus, candidate Fergus, his whole platform is. We're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. It was the drinking age should be lowered to 18, and the lowered. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the, the drinking age was 21, yeah. and then before I turned 18, it was 18, and then before I turned 18, it became 21 again. Well, it became 18 back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, you would go to New York or whatever. But uh, And if it was 18 in New York, you can go to the clubs or what have you. But it raises to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18. Tom Kroll once had this fake ID, and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar, and he had a drink, and I wasn't uh -huh. allowed. And so he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey. You know, she was like taking it seriously, like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol, tobacco, and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, "Yeah, come on in, kid." Okay, so now Max Frost is like, "This guy's running for senator. I dig it." And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to eighteen. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be what? fourteen. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, he's fucking up the thing. Yeah. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man, I went rogue. I went rogue. I just uh, was in the moment, and uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. So now oh. he's going to do a whole, they're saying, you know, my tax accountant's 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or Fight. 14 wow. or Fight. They wrote that song just in time to do this surprise announcement. Yes. Yeah. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. I don't know if I know all the words. Going to play it for you now. Yay. Thank you, Max. Yay. Frost. Thank you for uh, doing a rally with a half-finished song. Half-finished song. That's Barely rehearsed. <laughs> you know who did something like that once? Uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there, he put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it. And then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience. How strange. Yeah. They must have known they were in the audience. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, 
cover your ears, cover your ears, it's going to be fucking long, cover your ears. He goes, it was 20 years ago today, it was Jimi Hendrix, you know. But that's like Taylor Swift getting Adele's album and be like, yeah, hey, guys, I just heard this. Well, I know you paid to hear me, but. Every now and again, you'll see um, um, wait, his name is Stanley X. You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums, and he uh -huh. knows how to play them. Like, he's holding the drumstick in the, like, old traditional way, which is pointed towards you. You're, like, holding it in your palm. You know I, I guess so. Yeah. Nowadays, people just hold it like you got two clubs. But back in the days, it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. There, there, is... there he is to the right. He's holding yeah. like a chopstick or something. Yeah, you're right. He knows yeah. how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, it snared me. <laughs> you were snared? Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that joke. Good uh. answer. <laughs> All right, this movie convinced me. I'm going to become a, a drummer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally get the respect that I've always wanted. Now, I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. Like, right. I pulled out all of his movies. And you know, I saw uh, Live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont in Monkey, yeah. New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah. I omitted all his comedy. Uh, movies because that doesn't count. I can mean, we, I can we just thing. say what what a, like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy films. You know, like well, I, multiple ones. Like uh, no, but Eddie Murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps. Yeah, of, but was Raw was not. There were cable specials and video cassettes. I'm talking about being released in the movie house. Like uh, it wasn't the Eddie Murphy ones were not. I, I think maybe Raw was. I think Raw it was might have been. But it would have never happened, was it not for Richard Pryor? No, absolutely, absolutely, because Pryor's done like at least five live, you know, live yeah. in concert to mm -hmm. Sunset Strip. There was a couple, few more in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting. Uh, admitting... I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. It's like, holy shit. Look, I'm staring at like 40-something movies here. I mean, yeah, they weren't all crap, you know? I mean, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Oh, he was great in that. And then he probably, you know, custom-made that movie for him, among others. Among others, because there were a lot of those uh, stars. They were like um, the uh, Harlem gangsters he was in the toys superman 3 brewster's millions he was in good films stir crazy what? busting loose stir crazy busting loose uh the toy is one of the worst films but uh you do think so i think it's great moving where he has to move this he sends so uh fun. superman 3 yeah that was yeah good. you don't All think right. so uh it still has my favorite line which is clark you're eating uh, dog food <laughs> he was good at that. He was, of course, he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's Millions with John. It's unknown. Candy. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the Crypt Knight. 
I don't know it. It's unknown. How about Tar? Right, it's Tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. He was the Wiz in The Wiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had a TV show, the Richard Pryor show, where he wore like a uh, a nude bodysuit. Oh, well, actually, he shows up on the set of this film naked, and Shelley Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke. Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. Now, I'm not Ed happy. Bagley. Ed Bagley. Oh, I Ed Bagley know this guy. He I looks vaguely he familiar. Well, he was uh, he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's see here. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we. Yeah, know. that's how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked vaguely. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, you know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern Show. He was all over. Wait, what's Rod Sterling's Pattern Show? I never even heard. I don't know. I don't know. Patterns, plural. Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay? This week, Socialism is Cool, created by Rod Sterling, 1957. He was in the Virginian Bonanza, Dick Van Dyke. Wild Wild West. My I still, I still, ba- I still vaguely remember him, bro. Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, fuck this. You want to be Senator? You can't back these monkeys. You can't lower the age to 14. I was trying to make a joke. He, he, I can't Ed Bagley Sr. vaguely recognize him. I, he's ve- he, I, he looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. All right. Ed, there you go. Kids, please, no uh, vinyl. Then, well, uh, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator uh, Albright downstairs. Do you think I should vote it? Do you think I should have the right to vote, Mom? Answer the question, Mom. God. So if, if they lowered the age to 14 for the voting, who would become president? I, I, this guy, I guess, the, the rock star, I guess, in this movie. Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star. Ah, hello. Live from Hollywood, Cal- uh, Florida. Uh, well, it, now they're going That's to Los Angeles. Like, the, the Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said, this Saturday night, I want you to come out to sunst- uh, sun- the Sunset Strets Strip, Sunset. I want you to come out to the Sunset Strip, and we're going to have, like, a rally. We're going to have, like, a protest. I want you to fill the streets, and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14. And everyone claps. So So fill the the streets. If it's going to be a while in the streets, it's going to be a mob, right? Yes. Good. Cool. I like this guy's mob scene. I'm into it. Well, I mean, you're not going to see what we saw before. The mob scene at the concert. You're not going to see that again. What's your policy on sitting on people? Uh, some guy sitting on your pool table. I'm against it. Uh, yeah, me too. Clean game here. Yeah, and no smoking. How are you going to burn holes in the? Yeah, in the yeah. felt. In the felt. Is he gay? Because he's wearing a bandana. I have the sound off. They never say he's gay, and 
You know, they say that the fourteen-year-old uh, accountant is gay. A uh, fifteen-year-old accountant is gay. Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. His mom was proud about the accountant part. So basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh, they're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright. And he's got to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this. You know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to – he's going to change the song from 14 or fight to uh, 18 15 and, and ready, 15 and ready. Right there negotiating. I think 16 is much more reasonable than 14. No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's 16 years old. Uh, but the cats try. <laughs> yeah. Half half the songs of some some uh, rock stars. Yeah. Appalling. They are so rude. I do like the. It is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know. Well, this guy was a TV director, and he really knew what he was doing, you know. But this movie is like feels like a theatrically released movie. Like uh, I could see this on the screen. This I, I guess the first. Yeah, no, this came out on the screen, and it made, uh, like I said before, four times its money. They, they, they had a $700,000 budget. Um, he wanted to grow into films, um, but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them, and he just headed back to uh, – I mean, he did The Tonight Show and The Eddie Fisher Show and The Melton Burrell Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah, yeah right, and that's live. Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, The Beautiful Phyllis Diller Show, you know. Oh, hey, Milk is finally here. <laughs> Is it acid milk? No, no do you have any cookies? There's no point to the milk. Uh, there's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of the singing duo Jan and Dean were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go. Oh, wow. How were they injured? Then it goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley film. Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook when you mentioned that title. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted. Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? No comment. No comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment. No comment. Of scrubbing the sink. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Clean shaven Hal Holbrook. Oh, no, he's yeah. going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook. Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like 30 years. He had to retire when he was super old. Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? 
Well, I guess he I was 183. You know, but... Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And Thank it came you. out like 10 years ago, and who, who even knows? <laughs> yeah, right. You do yeah. that, and it's like, now nobody knows. You dummy. It's like, what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 100 years older for this shit. <laughs> Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, God. Holbrook announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television. Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. <laughs> Enough. Ooh. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Time for a break. So they agreed on 15. How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in this movie? I, 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 my research did not cover that tidbit. Normally they'll say like Tyne or something like that. Like they just legally they can't use the real name. So Christopher Jones is our star, and uh, he would have a good career. But uh, he would quit way early. He got, somehow he got embarrassed, and he just said "fuck it" and he quit. Um, really? Yeah. Let me see if I have it here. Was wasn't that the name of his memoirs? "Fuck it, I quit." <laughs> right. Fuck By it. Christopher Jones. So he makes his Broadway debut in '61, Tennessee Williams' "Night of the Iguana." But Shirley Winters was in it, and Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood, and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James, and he got 34 episodes. And then he was, like, all on TV for a while. Uh, but they, he did this movie and called Chabasco in 68 with his wife, and by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um, well, that's too bad. Then he would move on to Wild in the Streets. Uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out. Jones was involved in a car crash not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and producers? Yeah, right. Wait, back up. Wait, yeah. they, uh, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty <laughs> uh, creepy, okay. but geez. Well, Later, Lean, I guess he's the director, Lean dubbed Jones's voice, uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Uh, was allegedly murdered. Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay, she's dead. Listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And I'll be very brief, Carl. Okay. Uh, is that at the end, it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's yeah, like, that's wish right. fulfillment. But, the, you know, his buddy killed a woman. You know, so it's like, it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets, I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. We're in Hollywood. Well, so Sharon probably... Tate was the good guy. And yeah. the other woman Bullwinkle. Was a lot of this stuff is still around, I guess. I think I've seen that Bullwinkle. So here you're seeing the Sunset Strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests. 
Now, so, but it, wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, sunset strip yes. bars and clubs? And stuff yeah. Like that? And look at that view, huh? Yeah. Yeah. UCLA. UCLA. I think that point, my dad said, pretty romantic, huh? That Los Angeles sunset. Know what I'm saying? We got, I have plans after this movie. And then nine months later, I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. Stop footage. The conception Look of at this. Eagleman. Stop <laughs> footage. Oh, this is symbolic. Stock footage. Stock footage. Lots of 60s cars. Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. What? Some hippie took it and brought it to the park? I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage. Hey, better red than dead. Jones was offered a part of Zed in Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, but he turned it down. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? It's like, you know, who's a rapist, wasn't he? The guy in the, the pawn shop? Zed's dead, baby. Well, this, okay, look, check this out. Okay, he died in 2014, but in 2018, actress Olivia Hussle claimed, Hussey, claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was physically abusive towards her. So that's you know not what? good. That's not good. I had no idea. So now we see dissension in the ranks, which so, is his own family. The right. kid going on the side of the rock star and him being, you know, a square. That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to duel but in Sunset? Like that kind of slap. It wasn't a dual slap, son. It wasn't a dual slap. Well, no. Now, you see, they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there, like, now. So what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. Oh, I see. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like, uh, out it's bad to be old and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. You know, 30 years ago, I was really into this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That that reminds me, Carl. Yeah. Now, I was. I don't know if I told you, but I was conceived uh, shortly thereafter screening of this movie in 1968. Oh. Uh-huh. But do you think that how so that would make me roughly fifty-three years. So Hal Holbrook in this movie, he's like thirty-five, right? Uh he's thirty-nine according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his I don't think I even have his birth date, no. Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's run, I'd be gone. Oh yes. I'd be rejuvenated. Yes, long gone. You know, they'll throw me to the Soylent Green crew. They'll be like, oh, here, take this guy. <laughs> so and the good news is you're leaving uh, <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, you're entering Soylent Green. We're they just like to chill. Yeah, We're just do. chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah. 
14 year old Asians. I know it's so weird. That's like turn the up the sound. Turn up the sound, cause, cause. Uh, All right. Sally Leroy is gonna say, "I think you guys are fag." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Boys. See, she's going to be 25, and that means she could run for Congress. So they're going to do that as her first step, but not yet, not yet. Right now, Holbrook, uh, he's not really Holbrook in this. He's Senator Fergus. Or Fergus is going with Max Frost in a helicopter to various places, and saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home. <laughs> Be peaceful. Go home. Can't and hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, boy. Groovy. Groovy cat. Hey. He calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops. Got good news for you today. He does that every time. Stock oh, wow. Footage. Stock footage, right? They're not there for the movie screen. Right. These guys are. They're each making 25 bucks for today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. The helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Beep, beep. Oh, no. Got to go back up. That's it. Thanks go for coming home. for the speeds. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be featured. Be check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news 10. It's going to be us. Uh, and then a uh, man on the street. Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the for the press up. Photo up? Press up. Press up. Press opportunity. He's right. pressing. He's he press hopping. He's yeah. He's yeah. That's a press hop. This is a very elaborate. This is like a full on massage, Carl, like the movie. Oh, there was like ooh, romantic. Cut to her. Cut to him. Cut to her. Cut to him. He's massaging her colon. Cut to her. Cut my father. My father's elbowing my mom at this point. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. What do you say? Horny, getting horny. Huh? <laughs> I have to admit, I was thinking it like our parents were more beatnik. My dad was more like, you know, edging the beatnik, I guess, or the, he was a, I guess, a student, about it, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard and Texas kid. Hello, I am the president. Oh, no. Okay, so. Everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost being the cool guy, he will right. be seeing him. And then well, we'll he has the name out. Max Frost. Yeah, who is this? Is it a deep throat? I've it got some information. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't work for a paper. Um, <laughs> it's the son of Holbrook. Oh, uh, I see. Senator they just throw him right in the bed. Oh, big pillow fight. Guys, you ready? Pillow fight. 
You're just a kid. It, this played in drive-ins a lot. And this now, this movie. I mean, it's it's a really well-known movie too. It's just like you know, there was going to be a sequel they never shot. It was called We Outnumber You. It was announced, and they were working on a script. It's a great title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up actually to the theater. I said, uh, seven thousand <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You." <laughs> It only took 15 days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, 15 and Here days. we are, 50 years later. Yeah. Well, that, that 15 days uh, is the reason why I'm here on planet Earth, so uh, got to thank the production for that. Yeah, absolutely. Quick, quick, Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. <laughs> the conception of Mike Spiegelman in, this, in theaters and stuff. Bulletproof Prize winner, Art Spiegelman, played the Coming quickly. The critics are, the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim. No. Okay. You were conceived out of love? Yeah. The love of, uh, well, things got wild in the streets. Uh, the love of this movie? Yeah. Okay, so the... now he has won. He is now the senator. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe the, I was conceived in the driving. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were de had enough dexterity to, like, fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he sat on him, and every time he bonked, it would hit the horn. Bonk. Do you think... Do you think they was in a convertible or they had the uh, the top down? No, no. Your parents would not do that, right? <laughs> to the world, no. Right, right. It's very, it's a, you know, I'm being conceived here. A little privacy. Now, Nixon defeated Humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed. Um, no, okay, wait, 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 wait. At the time of the filming, it was widely expected that Johnson would run for a, another full term in 68. You know, Lyndon Johnson said, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. Hey, I did enough. I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. So this is like a real rally. Well, yeah. Welcome to LWAFLMOYTCon. <laughs> We're watching three movies back to back. Are you ready for some shorts? So now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote uh, Sally Leroy into office. And she'll become a United States Senate. Um, how, she'll be in the House of Representatives. And that'll be our first step as youths to. Now he's saying, you can't. You know who can't be your congressman? Me. I'm not old enough. You know who can't be your president? Me. If I'm old, you know, so he wants all these ages lowered. So strange. I mean, it's well, not so wow. People know what they're doing, and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything. Oh, that's like every generation now. Yeah. But I guess they were right. 
No. Oh, look, they're going to go, they're going to storm the Capitol? Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. I just watched this on HBO Max. <laughs> I just saw this on the news. Four hours in the White House. You should check out that documentary. It's depressing as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. And then they were able to piece together the material. So, you know, a cop will say, some guy hit me. And there'll be like a guy shooting it, you know, filming it while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won, and she's going to propose that. She says, like, the greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks and being young is the shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives, 14. Senator, 14. President, 14. <laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so oh, yeah. stoned. Yeah. Damn it, Carl, you gave her the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's best known for Peyton Place, the movie. Um, oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right. That was one yeah. of those, one of the first, like, movies into TV shows. Book into movie into TV shows. Like, now, after movies. this film, she just quit Hollywood, and she would be... Uh, she went to Benning Bennington College in Vermont where she studied sure. poetry. She became yeah, that sounds poet. right. She's probably like the poster child for Bennington. As seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> that's pretty United cool. Colors? No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually, I think that's really cool. We, I knew some people from Uncle Hare that went to Bennington. And she just... She just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet. Well, she went to college. Yes. And then she uh, she found her voice, but, you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie, even though she is fucking high as, kite, high as fuck. <laughs> now, that might just be scripted. Yeah. No, she's acting, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. And where did they get the scene? This is that they went to the White House. This is shot on the floor. For the no, Senate. This is the House of Representatives. She is now a Congresswoman. Yeah, but it's it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh no, I was wrong. Look, that's uh, the White House. That's the Capitol building. Oh really? Yeah. I couldn't see it. There was this big thing in front of it. That was the Washington Monument. Look at it. Hey. That was uh, Mick, Mick Jones of The Clash we just saw. Yeah, a bunch of Mick Elvis Jones of The Clash. Elvis Costello. <laughs> Every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses. I'm being a stereotype reporter. Usually they really are. Like they, Look at I'm an affiliate in Washington. There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Weird. Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley Sr.? <laughs> Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's, he's like a youngster now. 
Let us through. Let us through. I begly of you. <laughs> Please. That's awfully begly of you. Amend what? These signs. Ticket signs. This is what I was hoping for. Close-up shots like this. Oh, uh, um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more. Carl, you we recently posted a, a video we, from our old uh, public access television show from 1990 where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. Mm -hmm. This is like, I think they, they must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the... Yeah. So, hey, this is a little too too soon, Carl. We just had this actually happen. Well, now Max Frost is going to address the nation, you know, and sing a number. He is. Yeah. But he's going to get mad. They shot us down in the streets. This next song is called Three Shot in the, outside the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to him. This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. <laughs> oh, Here I comes a preview. No, we have lots more to go. Oh, yeah. No, I, he's not president yet. President Max Frost. Oh, I even know his name now. <laughs> oh, he's crying. The three died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop the seal. Oh, that's acting. This guy's kind of a creep, then. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that rape report. That yeah. makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. And um, I don't know. He, he, he got married, and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, he just quit acting, and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He's like 79. Gotcha. Wild in the streets. Hey, kids, we promised you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, six new songs. You know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks? How's it go by Circle Jerks? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, wild in the streets. Rutted, rutted. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of circle jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the senator is going to meet with um, his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. You could, they, are they really in the White House, in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol. In real life? No. This is like some, some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His, son, his son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son is gone hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. 
Running, 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 running. I think you get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I goes, mean, you could drive me to drinks. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a just quick, stiff drink. Head on the nerves. We're part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. We, we eat acid and sugar cube generation. Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? it was in the water. It was in the water. Oh, that's even worse. That's, <laughs> that, that's no fun. You shouldn't uh, should always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a... Uh... Dad, I was like the dad driving in the car. It <laughs> was going, Dad, you're not cool. Like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is. Don't get home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So uh... his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really, like... Well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll right. go into daughters too, and it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. No, oh, that was a, that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just like vintage hippie posters that they sell for like three hundred dollars at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, the Rolling Stones. I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh oh, what's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid. And uh, it's um, she's the House of Representatives lady. <laughs> party, party. Rep representative. Of what Joe Walsh's Let's Party Party? Let's Party Party. Look how Remember, uh, Richard Pryor is. I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water, or does it? I don't know. Will it rust? I yeah. don't know. How can he swim with it? He didn't make fun of Hook. I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup. Carl, his name is Barry, okay? Not Hook. <laughs> he has a Hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook, uh, Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. He's oh, like, no, I, I believe you on that. I just think it's uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook. It's pretty, it's pretty weird. I think it's because of, maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Okay, yeah. so 
they need everybody to vote yes on the age 14 thing. Okay? You got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes. They're like, how can we do it? And they're like, blackmail. We can't, we don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide, we'll put acid in the water. So wait, were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by... by... <laughs> but the thing is, like, they should have just targeted the House of the the, the Congress, but right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip. Right, but they didn't put it in the reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, in the Potomac. Yeah, it's a movie. All the fish are tripping. The yeah. what? Hey, hey I'm a greedy lobbyist. Tripping, Senator Fergus. Here's tripping. my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, Amen. Each- Tripping how member of Congress has a under you know thirty person with them as their guide, as a Sherpa in this crazy new world. The thing is, he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms? It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It just makes you think. Yeah. An act. Oh, my name is Samuel Cumming. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright at Bagley Sr. Wow. It's not acid. They're all like stone. Ha, 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 ha. Well, no, then it's like acid because of like close up. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidy. Now they're going to do the vote and they're everyone, yay! Yay. But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stone. Okay, so here's the long forgotten Shelly Winters. Now right. that uh, he's going to like run for president or something. Um, Oh, wait. Now, I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist. Oh, a little microdosing. Ahead of his time. And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. All right. All right. Let me. How does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly Presents. Resents. Resents. The cult movie podcast. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey. Oh. Am I on speaker? You are on speaker. No. Reese, um, Reese. Oh, Reese, Reese with a spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam. I hung up after that. Oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resent. 
Yeah. So, okay, so great interviews. And that blows our cover that it's not really January 2022. Why? What did he say? He said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today. Reese. Reese, uh, Reese who? With their, with their spoon? No, with a knife. With got... a knife. You know, I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a... I had to respond, right? I mean, I couldn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing. I guess. So now, um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow. Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol again? Yes, in the Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on on January the January sixth. Uh huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool. Having Pepsi. With a with a fuck. <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess no. Had a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool to smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday, 8.30 after The Simpsons. All right, he's running for president already. They'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that oh. Eisenhower behind him? Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. It, that was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president. Who's that dude? Who, behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Is he oh, it's William Shatner. William I'm sure he's a son of a business. I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? I guess. Yeah, probably. Hubert Humph. Oh, he was a Democrat. Wow, yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I born, but Eisenhower's yeah. vice president was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe. Right, was that makes Nixon sense. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie! It's always with the red ties these candidates. Cravat. It's a cravat. Oh, it is cravatative. Wait, <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's provocative for a crack of it. You cannot do it. I cry. I try, but I can't not do it. Rav, rav, cravat. Cravat. Oh, right, yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs. Yeah, that's all right. And he's going. Uh, he just can't. There's Dick Clark. Oh, Dick Clark. I'm producing this movie for the youth. Wow, he really looks young. In 68. Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he? You know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is an AIP movie, so it's not. Yeah. He's not producing this. And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the times. Never trust anyone under thirty, and they exploited it all the way to this. Right, and Dick Clark was sixty-nine, as he said in this in the movie. It took <laughs> place in sixty-eight, and he was sixty-eight. So now we're having more delusional. Um, Shelly Winter stuff in which she's like thinking that 
if her president, if her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England, and the Queen will accept her. In gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room. Oh, uh, the hoity-toity room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's already passed. It was like the court oh. of Elysian or some crap. Boy, she, she, she is eluded. Nutcrack. Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head and the movie's going to end. Nope. Wow, look at this. They're all able to see Max Frost. Yay, president. Uh, for president. Dun, dun, oh, this is pretty cool. It's going to fly now. Dun, dun, right. Dun, dun. Don't have time for plot development. Dun, dun. Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club. That's the old school style of drumming? Mm-hmm. And still jazz today. Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max Frost. Max Frost. Yeah, Max right. There you go. Max Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history. Right, the twenty-fifth, no, thirty-fourth. Here he is, President. Uh, I think it's President 30, Frost. I think it's thirty-seven. Hold on. Hey, he's got a rat tail. Our president, gross. Yeah, gross. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Oh, on, no on November 5, 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson. Because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of building. It was widely expected Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so. God, yeah. Now, also, like, I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh Convention, right? Which was pretty crazy from what I understand. Yeah. That was, yeah. There were protests outside and it ended up in violence. Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more. Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president. Sore loser. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's giving his his uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech. Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps, and everyone thirty five and older is going to go to the internment camp. Whoa! What a hard turn. And take acid. And take acid. Yeah. Now watch. Holbrook's going to pull out a gun and go to shoot him. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to no acid hold, you know. Yeah. No one's going to hold this brook. <laughs> you can't hold brook. Can't hold brook. How'd you like a brook? Not even how. 
can't hold, bro. Wow. Oh, excuse me. I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. Well, I was too busy writing Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Chucky's going to pull out his gun. Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't do it, Mr. Clemmings. Opening so no one notices. He learned that from Dirty Harry. He's got the gun. Wait a minute, he brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay, a tournament camp for all. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. Frank Grillo from... uh... He goes, let him run, he won't get far. And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested trying to kill the president. Hey, if if, uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will. Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she's wearing. I know, the little pokey dotties. That was fashionable. Ridiculous. Well, the other the other guys are just squares. Yeah, and they're yeah. really annoyed by this little creep. Off to the LSD camp. I don't think he's saying it now. Oh, really? Oh, I gotta we gotta raise the volume on this. You want to draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. Do you hear that story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, you guys got the wrong idea on how to take acid. Elisergic acid diethylamide tartrate 25. That was the batch that he made, and he got on his bike to head home and tripped his brains out. Yeah. Internment camps. I know, it's so crazy. Every state of the Union's got one. Sure. Oh, there's Paradise Camp. Oh, it's par- with the peace sign, Carl. I think my irony meter is exploding. Look at the old people. Including Senator Albrecht. Including Ed Bagley. There he is, Ed Bagley. Yeah. Yeah, senior. In his uh, graduation gown. Who else would be waiting for the bus but an old person? Look what an old-timey bus it is, too. It's not, it's not even a Volkswagen. That's just like a... I don't know. They must have had it in a lot. This is shot on the lot? Look, there's the water coolers with acid everyone's got to take. Yeah, no one's drinking. They're too busy talking about last night's episode of... Uh, did you see Sex and the City last night? I couldn't believe it. You guys watch Game of Thrones? All right, enough water cooler chat. Keep going. Oh, I see. It's water cooler. Hey, I, have you guys... I've seen Sex in the City many times. Uh, once in the subway. Uh... Uh huh. Once behind a dumpster. Yeah. Once in an alleyway. Carl, you gotta just leave me alone, all right? Apparently, people have urges. Wow, these hippies are putting them in hippie camps. Yeah, but why do they have to push them and tear off their clothes and be assholes? I don't understand. Like, where there's just like 20, 30 old people? Yeah, and what 
like what's the exit policy? They take acid and then when are they rehabilitated and now they'll be cool and you let them back into society? There isn't any of that. Is this everyone from the neighborhood? Oh, are we still in Washington, D.C.? I would doubt it. Yeah. They, they travel from, like, D.C. to Los Angeles consistently. Oh, Ethan Surfy. Uh, get out of there, you bum. You beach bum. Ethan Surfy. Surfy? The guy from uh, My Name is Earl, his buddy. Oh, okay. From I thought Walrats. he was the um, Hawaiian punch guy, looked like, didn't he? He looks like Punchy, the Hawaiian punch guy. Punchy. You're talking about Punchy? Yes. So now they're saying, like, what about people who are 35 and they look 25 and they're faking it? And he's like, well, if they're faking it, they're probably pretty cool. Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. And he says, what about the ones who are, like, some people are hiding old people in their attic? And he goes, well, they're out of the way then, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Weird. He's really just turned into a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know why? Just because it sounds cool. Right. Well, are the old people going to revolt? Nope. Oh. Nope. They're going to hang out in camp. I heard they're just going to go hang out in camp and call you on your birthday. And Holbrook will kill himself. Wow. Yeah. What a bummer. Right. Damn. <laughs> this guy, like, uh, I mean, I feel like it's, is everyone in internment camps, as you say, in all 50 states? Yeah. Everyone over 35. 35 or older. Up. Here they found someone who's over 35 and didn't go to the camp. Get you know how they track them. They go on Facebook. And they're like, you're posting, you must be over 35. <laughs> no! Oh, this is like, uh, Planet of the Apes was also 68. This looks like that scene. Right. Except, you know, Planet of the Apes was better. He goes, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape! And they're like, oh, holy oh. shit! The hippie's like, stop. get your hand, get your clean hands off of me. Get your hands off of me, you clean, square human. <laughs> lipstick this is very insulting because uh it's like um they i forget the lot turn it on all right there we go don't want to be no yellow peril so, i'm just saying like the people of china would not make up a song in which they don't want to be no yellow peril it's just it was stupid for the movie okay and Another person who won't go quietly is Shelley Winters. Because her character establishes that, oh, they got her. Oh, well. Never she's know. stupidly saying, like, I'm young, I'm young. I, I Look, I'm young, I'm young. Right. Well, she was, she was very cute, but, you know. That was Hook. See, why would Hook be at some rave? Because it's the mom of the president, maybe? He's like, we got to take you in. Hey, Mrs. Frost. Hey, Hook. Sorry <laughs> about this. Doing... No, you got to work. Yeah, there's Dad hiding his face. 
Uh, not dad, son. Son. And 15-year-old accountant. Run, old people. <clears throat> Is this a memory or? I have no idea. Who are these people, Carl? I have no idea. Well, that's the Max Frost for sure. I really don't know what this scene is about. Oh, he's doing good. Yeah. He's this is like the of the army and he's sending uh he's feeding the world. Now this she's freaked out because of the acid, but we're gonna see Holbrook. You can hold him back. You can't hold Brooke back. There he is. There he is. Uh, oh, excuse me. I didn't see you there. I was too busy writing The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Samuel Clemens. Are you using the N-word, Mr. Holbrook? Well, Repeatedly. It's my favorite. Yeah. Well, I have Mark Twain. Right, you know, he used to use the N-word a lot, and people would be like, Mr. Holbrook. He goes, no, 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 I'm a character. I'm Mark Twain. <clears throat> so now there's the daughter of <clears throat> the late Senator Ferguson. Right, he's I like, remember her. I don't want to, or whatever. And then he's like, well, you're gonna, because I'm the adult. And she goes, how old are you? Turn it up, because I forgot how old he is. 26, maybe? And she goes, that's old. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Game. Now, for some reason, that will haunt him. Right. He called him old, which is wow. No, it's not dumb. He's acting he's like a big, big baby. He's got six years before his palm starts. He's acting like a baby, and a baby calls him out. He's like, "That's me. I'm <laughs> a little girl. What have I done?" Oh, and also the internment camp. I'm a crazy. I'm a crazy. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. You ever see Red Dawn? Red Dawn's like this too. The 